My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Tim Melly Talk. Salam, Khosh Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Team LE Talk. I'm your host, Artif Tahari. Glad you could join us. And back for this edition of Team LE Talk, I'm on the phone with a good friend, Omid Nazari. As you all know, Omid plays for Ceres Negros in the Philippines Football League. And recently, Ceres Negros really had an exciting run during Asian Champions League qualifying, had an amazing victory over Brisbane Roar. And they really made the headlines for Asian football. Omid, welcome back to Team LA Talk. It's great to have you back. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for letting me be back. And I appreciate it. And yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. All right, Omid. Let's get right to it. You know, AFC Champions League qualifying, you know, came pretty quickly. Obviously, you had some time before... The new season starts in the Philippines Football League. So the first game against Shan United, you know, you had to go to Myanmar for that game. So that game was 1-1. I believe actually, the, I think it was actually after 90 minutes, it was 0-0. Then it was 1-1 in extra time. And you guys went to penalties. And, you know, what is your mindset about a penalty shootout? I mean, is it something that you maybe look forward to when you're watching a game on TV, but what is it like for you when you're playing in a game and the game has to be decided on penalties? Uh, yeah, when it has to be decided on penalties, I think like then uh, whatever team can win. Like It's all about the nerves you have, how nervous the player is. So I don't really feel like I just feel like whatever team can win just depends on the nerves the players have. And in that shootout, of course, Ceres Negros won 4-3, I believe, in on penalties. Obviously, it's a great feeling of, you know, relief to win on penalties. There's that whole feeling of, you know, euphoria, you know, celebrating, you know, that's it's such an intense thing. You know, it's a it's a moment where it's amazing for the winning team and just heartbreaking for the losing team. I didn't really get to see the match summary too much for that game, but were you hoping to possibly take a penalty in the shootout, or is it possible that maybe you're one of those players where you say things like, ah, okay, I'm not really wanting to take the penalty, but I'll take it if I have to? Uh, actually, I was already subbed out because, uh, like I said, uh, our coach, I think he was seeing this game as a, more as a friendly, so he was putting on he was subbing out all our subs that we could use, and I was one of them. So I didn't really have the chance to take one. But yeah, if if I would still be on pitch, on the pitch, then I would like to take a penalty. Yeah, why not? All right. Well, that's the excellent mindset because we all know there are maybe some times when some players may not want to take a penalty. But I think it's safe to say that if you're a professional footballer, then and if you're on, like you said, on the pitch, then that's something that you should want to do. So the 1-1 tie, and of course the 4-3 win on penalties, excellent for Ceres Negros. Then next came the match that everyone was really looking looking at in the schedule, saying, okay, this is going to be tough on the road in a land down under against Brisbane Roar. Now, as you know, 
I do some blogging involving football and online um, bookmaker websites. So I took a look at that. I remember seeing that your team, Saras Negros, you guys, I believe were 25 to 1 outsiders. Now, what is that feeling like to know that you are not expected to win? Does it make you more excited to play? Or do you just have the same mindset before every game, no matter what? Uh, of course, everyone knew, myself as well, that we were the underdogs for that game. And, uh, like, you can't really compare Philippine football to Australian football. It's so much bigger in Australia. And nobody really knows about, like, for example, our team or the league we have. Um, for me personally, when I play a game like that with a, like, when it's expected to be a bigger team than myself, that than myself, the, that the one I'm playing in, then of course I get all excited, more adrenaline comes in, um, yeah, you just want to show yourself in the best shape, so to say, like the best way you can show yourself on the pitch. Now, you know, I wish I would have been able to watch your games live, but obviously, you know, me being in California, and then we're talking about places, you know, like Myanmar, Australia, huge, huge time difference. Like I said, obviously, wish I could have watched, but, you know, looking at the scoring summary here, Brisbane Roar took a one nothing lead, and then late in the first half, you know, Ceres Negros ties it up Bienves scores the equalizer. But then in the second half, you guys took a 2-1 lead. I mean, what was going through your head right there when you guys had a 2-1 lead in the 65th minute? Uh, well, as long as the game was, as long as we were playing, I felt like we were still in that game. Like, we were playing good. I didn't really feel that big of a difference. Of course, physically, they were more in shape. They're still in the league. But technically, I felt like we stood up well. And uh, after scoring the 2-1, I really felt like, yeah, now we really can make it. Even though I felt like we can do it when it was still equal. Uh, but scoring the 2-1, yeah, that's that was like, now we can really we can win this game. Then later in the second half... On a corner kick. Brisbane Roar had trouble clearing the ball. You made them pay for their mistake. Saras Negros is up 3-1. It's a great moment. All the players are celebrating. Was it right there where you're thinking, okay, a 3-1 lead. This is a game we have to win no matter what. Of, of course, of scoring the 3-1 um, goal. Uh, I just felt like okay now it got more comfortable. Three one lead, three one lead. It's it's hard to come back from. But uh, like I said before, it was a good team we were playing, so we was still had to be focused and concentrated. So we didn't do any mistakes. And uh, yeah, after a while, they even scored three two, and they were pushing on like quite well. And you just mentioned how, you know, Brisbane obviously was going to fight back like crazy. They cut the lead in the 86th minute. It's 3-2. And I remember reading the reports about that game that the last minutes of the game, even stoppage time, there were a lot of fouls. 
it was probably very intense. I mean, in from your point of view, were you able to see that look on the faces of the other players on Brisbane? That Did they have that look where the way they were playing was, we cannot lose this game, what is going on? And were they the team that was being much more physical or was it actually just were both teams being very physical in those last few minutes? Uh, I could feel like, uh, yeah, they, they didn't really expect the Filipino team to be this good, I don't think. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they were quite physical. Uh, they were strong, big players. So I would say they were the more, more physical team than us. What can you tell me about the Ceres Negros head coach, Risto Vidakovic? I mean, the victory against Brisbane Roar was an awesome win. I mean, I remember being on social media, seeing the reports. I remember seeing you and one of your teammates on CNN Philippines. So, sorry, not trying to get off topic, but what can you tell me then about your head coach, Risto Vidakovic, and how well he was able to prepare you guys for that big game against Brisbane? For me, he's a very good coach, uh, very smart. He prepares good for every team we're playing. Like He sees what the strong points of the other team are, what the weak points are, and prepares us from, from what he sees. And so far, that's, it has worked. So, no, I just feel he's a very good coach. You, you learn a lot from him. So after that victory, you got back to the Philippines. What was it like when you got back? I mean, was there a, a contingent of the Ceres Negro supporters that was waiting for all of you at the airport to congratulate you all on the amazing victory? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of, like, you got a lot of calls. And, uh, for example, I had to go to the CNN uh, broadcast uh, the day after for being on the TV so it was a lot uh, a lot going on when we came back before going to China because this is like the biggest thing happening to Philippine football of course so far so it was a big thing so after that victory you know everything happened so quickly the win against Shan United in Myanmar you come back home, then you already got to leave to land down under to face Brisbane. You go back to Philippines, and you're then you're preparing to go to China to face Tianjin Kuanjian of the Chinese Super League. And I remember talking to you a little bit before that game. You know, you mentioned some of the players on their team. Belgian midfielder Axel Witzel, and even Brazilian forward Alexander Pato. I mean, what was it like for you and all your teammates? Were all of you talking about how exciting it will be to go to China to play? Or was it just the mindset of, hey, we're going to China, we need to win because we want to go to the AFC Champions League group stage? Of course you're excited to play a big team as Tianjin with uh, big players, as you said, Pato and Witzel. Uh, it's not like you get this uh, chance every day and it's a good experience as a player. For me to play players like that, so I can see where I stand with uh, in that kind of level. But uh, in football, you always want to win. So uh, going there, I was I wanted to win, even though it was a even though I went there with big respect for the team. 
Um, so yeah, as, as I said, like we respected the team, but we went there to try to win the game and go to the Champions League group stage. You guys came close. The score ended two nothing for Tianjin. Both goals were scored by Anthony Modeste. I believe he's from France. You know, you guys played really hard, and everyone knows that, you know, the run by Ceres Negros was exciting, and many will even say that it helped bring more respect to the Philippines in the world of Asian football. But what was the feeling like after that game, though? I mean, were a majority of the players, you know, able, were you all able to hold your heads up pretty high? even though you lost 2 nothing, I mean, it looked like you guys put in a good performance. You didn't go over there to get pushed around, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, we did as much as we could. We played, we fight hard, we tried to play good, and we had some chances, chance actually. So, but, end of the day, they were the better team that day. So they deserved the win, I would say. But uh, after this run in this qualification, I think we've earned some respect from the football in Asia. People know now uh, about our team. And uh, maybe this year we're not underdogs in the AFC Cup anymore. They expect us to go far, I believe. So it's just fun. It's just fun. Like It's more pressure on us this year. And you know, the irony right now is that obviously the win for Ceres Negros, you know, over Shan United, but obviously most importantly over Brisbane Roar, really, really got a lot of eyes on football in the Philippines. But recently, though, a couple of teams, I believe two teams have folded from the Philippines Football League. I believe now that there's only, I believe, six teams in the league, if I'm not mistaken, but I remember asking you a question recently was that, you know, the success so far of Ceres Negros, you know, do you feel that this will really increase the popularity of football in the Philippines, even though the league just lost two teams? For our team, personally, I think like now a lot of people are watching us on TV when we play the AFC Cup. Uh, everyone is excited. He said we lost two teams uh, in the league now because they felt like it's too expensive. Because here, you don't really, if you own a team, you don't really uh, make money. You you mostly, the owners just lose money. So they just, I guess they felt like it was too expensive to, for them to have a team. But looking at the AFC Cup, I think people are more excited to follow us now after doing this great run and uh, that's just fun and going back to that game against Tianjin Kuanjian I forgot to mention one other thing the weather there was a huge difference you know of course you being in the Philippines you have that warm tropical weather then the game that was going to be played against Tianjin was in China and I believe it was extremely cold there I mean in your opinion did the weather have any effect on Ceres Negros playing in that game? Well, most of us are from Europe, so I, I believe like we've experienced it when we were, when we were living back home, most, most of us. But, uh, for example, the pitch 
was so bad it was like frozen so maybe in that way uh, we didn't really know that the pitch would be like that maybe we would have worn a, another pair of shoes or yeah because for example Pato and Axel itself they were wearing turf shoes on that grass because it was so it was so hard um, so mostly on that way it was mostly the pitch that was affecting us but I don't, I, I don't blame anything. I just feel like it's the same for the both of the teams, but we didn't really know the pitch would be like that. So now that 2 nothing loss against Tianjin is behind you, you guys gave it your all. And like I said earlier, it was really exciting to keep up with Saras Negros during that journey that, you know, actually didn't last very long because, you know, you had to play three games in about three weeks. You know, everything just happened so quickly. So now as you get ready to enter the next season of the Philippines Football League, you know, how does it feel now? Do you just feel that, you know, after the success of Saras Negros in Champions League qualifying, do you just feel like now every game you play, your opponents are just going to be thinking, okay, here's the favorite, we have to beat them, we got to bring our best to, to the pitch? Of course I feel like that uh, every time you play a better team, like myself, when I play a better team, I just... I want to beat them. I want to play my best football. So I feel the same with these Filipino teams. I think everyone wants to give their best and uh, try to win us. And that's just good. Like, it's more competition than I feel. So, yeah, I, I feel that. We are getting closer to wrapping up this edition of Team LA Talk. And another question for you, Omid, involving your team, Saras Negros. What can you tell me about the morale of the team, being able to p- play together, work so hard, you know, the team chemistry. I mean, and I saw how one of the players on your team, Bienve, scored two goals against Brisbane. I mean, what can you tell me about the team chemistry and how you all are able to, you know, communicate and, you know, play so well? Uh, for now, the morale is really high. It's really good, the team chemistry, and that's why we've gone so done so good so far because of like uh, we all respect each other of course you you maybe not might like everyone in the team it's normal but at least you gotta respect each other and I feel like we all do that and we try to work the same way at the same direction so that's that's what I feel right now it's it's good and one other thing you know I do have a habit of coming up with the very predictable puns certain jokes you know, you defeated Brisbane Roar 3-2 in Australia. Did you just have that feeling, you know, walking out of that stadium? Did some of the did some did you or some of your teammates say things like, you know what, we didn't really hear any roaring at this stadium? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't that much watching the game to be honest. So it wasn't really roaring, so to say. But uh, as I said, for it was a nice experience playing them. You just really felt like it was different from Philippine football. You just felt like, yeah, this this is how it should be. And Omid, you've played before at high levels in club football. I think you even played in a Champions League qualifier with Malmo when you were in Sweden. But your experience here recently with Ceres Negros, does this really rank up there really high as some of your favorite moments as a footballer? I would rank this high. And uh, at 
this time it feels like because before I was really young when I when I got to experience like for example Champions League back home with Malmo, so I didn't really have an important role. Now with this qualification run, I just felt like I had a bigger role. I need to take more responsibility, and that felt good. Like just having a bigger role in a team taking more responsibility that's yeah it's different from before oh man once again just like to thank you for joining us on team la talk it was great to have you and i also like to congratulate you for really helping saras negros have such a great run in afc champions league qualifying you know unfortunately you guys were unable to make it to the group phase but the fact of the matter is you guys made your fans proud and you brought respect to Filipino football. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, it's just fun. It's just fun. I just hope uh, the Philippine football will grow even more of this. And uh, yeah, thank you. No problem. Once again, Omid, thank you for joining us on the show. Really, it was nice to have you. Wish you the best of luck moving forward. I'll be making sure to pay attention to Ceres Negros in the Philippines Football League. And one of my questions for you, if Ceres Negros does win another Philippines Football League title. Can I expect to get a Saras Negro scarf from you as a gift? Yeah, no worries. I'll send it to California. I can do that. <laughs> That's not a problem. Omid, once again, thank you for joining us on Team LA Talk. Always a pleasure. And that's it, everybody, for this edition of Team LA Talk. It was great to have you join us. Make sure you find us on social media. Show us some support. You know the handle at Team LA Talk. We're available on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And we are also available on YouTube. So pay attention. Keep tabs on us. If you need more information involving Team LA, the national team of Iran, go to our website. You know the address, www.teamletalk.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this edition of Team LA Talk. I'm your host, Artif Tejari. We'll see you next time.